Well, our favorite comedian is back on stage. No, not Jerry Seinfeld. One Mark Murphy, the Packers' annual shareholder meeting yesterday. The man has got jokes, my friends. <laughs> you we may remember Mark Murphy on the podium. Such classics as this right here. Some of you may be wondering why Ted's not here. No disrespect to any of you, but Ted enjoys dealing with you about as much as a root canal. That was meant to be a joke. I... <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy Mark Murphy back on the podium yesterday. He dropped a little uh, nuggets here, uh, joking around. With the Green Bay Packers and the annual shareholders meeting yesterday, uh, they was talking about now in the shareholders meeting, there is no audio allowed to be recorded. Uh, but Mark Murphy even dropped. Maybe he's getting some more raunchy comedy. The S word, as many Packer fans, he were noting, saying uh, to him that they wanted more noon games and that if they are a team that has a lot of noon games, they're, quote, a going to be a really shh team. I can't say the full word. FCC will get me. Good morning, Rowdy. Do you I feel I feel the the Packer fans though, because you know how normally like on, games. on Sunday games you're up, it's noon, and then it's over by three thirty, and it. you're like, all right, maybe I'll tune into the second wave. But when you're waiting for like the Monday nights, the Sunday nights. Or the Thursday nights all the time. Yep. It gets kind of long. It does. So your whole day revolves around, like, you know, at, later afternoon football or, you know, Sunday night or Monday night. And you're like, all right, all right. Well, the, the missus is already upset with me because I'm, like, putting off all my duties. But here I am waiting. I love noon football games. Mark Murphy did say if we have a lot of noon games, we're going to be a really starts with an SH, ends with the itty team. Uh, he was also up there, Rowdy, talking about. How the Green Bay Packers, he is confident that they are going to have the NFL draft in 2025 or 2027. What do you think of the odds of the Green Bay Packers getting the NFL draft? I'll play you a clip coming up right now. Uh, Would you, A, think it'd be cool, right, to have the draft in Green Bay, Rowdy? It would be, but... Like, I don't, I don't really care, but I don't know if they're, I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to get it either just because of, I mean, look at, look at Green Bay. Well, how many hotels are there? Like people drive in all the way. People will stay in Milwaukee to go to a Green Bay, you know, a Packers game. Uh, the infrastructure, that's why they're building up Titletown, obviously. Uh, but, you know, looking at Green it would be cool to see. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I don't know. Mark Murphy, he, he said, he said he's confident in it. The NFL hasn't told him anything, but he's confident. He's confident in it. Uh, he was talking about it. I'll have to get the comments here about what the NFL likes. Well, it's kind of like the same thing for like a Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be really cool if Lambeau had it, but it also might not be that cool if it was super snowy. <laughs> it's super snowy and terrible weather. I mean, it'd be cool for like the Wisconsinite, the Packer fan or whatever, but I think for like the majority of people coming in or the other teams, they'd be like, this sucks. Why can't we and then, climate but then control? On top of that, where is everyone going to stay? Because it brings in so many, just so many people. Yeah. Where is everyone going to stay? I know like uh, Appleton and the Fox Valley has a lot of area to it. Yeah. But there's so many there's... people that, that come in from all over the country to go to the Super Bowl or just to be around the Super Bowl. That Correct. I get if the NFL says, hey, I don't know if you guys really have enough room and enough space because... Until you actually had it, you probably wouldn't realize how many people are going to be there. Well, on that same vein, Rowdy. Now, I still hope that I think if I was a Packer fan, I'd rather want an NFL draft over a Super Bowl. Sounds like a Twitter poll coming up. Rowdy, on the NFL draft front, Mark Murphy making more of his comedy known on the podium yesterday after the shareholders meeting meet with the media. Take a listen on the draft and what the NFL likes about potentially having it, according to him, in Green Bay. Take a listen. Uh, they really like the history and tradition. Um, Lambeau Field, Titletown, uh, number of hotels in Green Bay is not so, <laughs> not as, uh, that, that's the issue. It's just, uh, you know, it's, a, it's become a big enough event, but, you know, I think... Uh, 
you know, we've kind of included all the way down to Milwaukee that people would be staying and uh, actually even looked at cruise ships. That was, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if the ice would be thawed by then. <laughs> Who is this guy, dude? That, that is a real thing, though. When he says we even had proposals where people would be staying as far down as Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, I know. So I have a buddy who... Cruise ships. I don't know if the ice will be melted yet, though. I have a buddy whose whose grandpa actually owns like a cottage on Elkhart Lake. Mm-hmm. Now Elkhart Lake is kind of between Green Bay and Milwaukee. Well, people, do you remember when they had the Ryder Cup and everything? Oh, yeah. like those big golf oh, events. Baby, yeah. People would spend gobs of money Insane to rent money. out. Yeah, like we're talking like tens thousands of, of thousands of dollars to rent out for a week. Yeah. Well, there was like I remember one guy saying he rented out a house for like it was like very close to the Ryder Cup for like two thousand a night or something like that. It was, yeah. like, it was a palatial estate. I think but. the place that uh, my buddy's uh, grandpa had, it was sold for like, I want to say for that entire week was like $30,000. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. And that was, again, that's staying in Elkhart Lake for an event that was near Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Mark Murphy talking right there. Like, we've had people staying all the way down in Milwaukee. We've even looked into cruise ships. <laughs> I don't know if the ice would be melted, though. <laughs> well, it'd be cool. So, Rowdy, you say an NFL draft's cooler than a Super Bowl. I think it would be. Weather-wise? Yeah, weather-wise, okay, if you think about it, if you're only going to go to, like, a Super Bowl or a draft one time, right? Yes. Like, how many people get the opportunity unless they're part of the organization to go multiple times? Yeah. You're probably going to go to one, but kind of like what Mark Murphy says here, the weather's going to be so much nicer in spring when it's late April, early yep. May, late April, it's going to be nicer. And I think it's something you could actually do. Like, yeah, you see all the people at those draft parties where there's a lot of people well, there. Just in Las Vegas, but it's, right? it's nowhere near as many people as who would be around for Super Bowl weekend. Oh, my God. Super Bowl weekend would be. I don't even could, could Green Bay even handle that? Could like would Green Bay survive Super Bowl I think weekend? It, I think worst case scenario, you take the NFL draft. You got to walk before you can run, right? Yep. If the NFL draft goes over smoothly, maybe that would go a long way for them pitching the Super Bowl. But you 10, gotta, 20 years from now, you got to think though for the Super Bowl, it's going to be February. What's the worst month in Wisconsin? February. Yeah, January or February. February is the worst month, like when it comes to cold. You need the infrastructure. People aren't going to be sitting outside like they were, you know, what, in LA. They're not, what's just a Super Bowl. And seven. plus, if you're busing people or people have to be moving from all the way down to, like, say, Milwaukee, yeah. because you can't fit everybody in the Green Bay or greater Appleton, Fox Valley area. Do you really want to be having people drive an hour plus in a snowstorm? No. Not with icy all. with icy roads, like because then your county, your county is like, and the highway department's like, what the hell? We got to get these roads safe for everyone. Like, at least Minneapolis, it's a Minneapolis is a bigger area with more places to stay when they had it at Minnesota. Yeah, and Minnesota Stadium was indoors. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I would say walk before you can run. I'd rather have the NFL draft see how it goes than consider a Super Bowl after. Looking and seeing how the draft goes. Yeah. Uh, walk before you run, crawl before you ball. Mark Murphy uh, was also asked a little more about it. Because what about this? What if there is a huge snowstorm? What if the roads are super bad <laughs> and so many people can't get to the game? The game is just a glorified rugby, uh, rugby scrum yeah. because no one has any footing. And the Super Bowl is just a complete dud. Goodbye, any opportunity of ever getting anything big like that again. Totally. Now, Mark Murphy uh, told the shareholders again uh, when it comes to the draft that 2025 or 2027, uh, he was asked about it later by the media. Here's another listen. I feel confident that we'll, in either 25 or 27, we'll. Have you heard from the NFL? No, no, no. Just that, uh, you know, but we are. We'll be given very strong consideration. We're, we've been close on other ones, too. Also. We're Midwesterners. We're from Wisconsin. We are Packer fans. Yeah. If the Packers make a Super Bowl, oh my God. I don't want a vacation in Green Bay in February. 
If I'm going to the Super Bowl, I would like to go to warmer weather. It would be cool, though, to see the Packers win the Super Bowl in at Lambeau. I mean, people still beat off big time about the ice. I don't know. Rowdy. I think it'd be just as cool to see them win it in a in a nice weather area, whether that be down south. It, it would be nice. But the NFL championship game, 1967, people still just lose their minds over the ice bowl. Now, I know it wasn't snowy, but it was cold as, you know, frigid 13 degrees below zero for the ice bowl. People, I mean, that's all you ever hear about, Rowdy. Oh, the old ice bowl. We got to keep football out in the elements. Listen, I love football in the elements, but think about. Yeah, and those people are still thawing out. <laughs> if I'm going to go take in a Super Bowl, I want to be wearing at, a, at the most a sweatshirt. I would love to be. Nothing would warm my heart more. Well, it would be warm. Then shorts and a T-shirt watching the Packers hoist Vince Lombardi's trophy. I think that I would tell you if you said, hey, you have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and it's going to be a couple thousand dollars and it's in Green Bay and it's going to be, we'll say, negative 10 out. I think I would say I'm cool with watching this one with some friends on the couch. Oh, God. I don't care that the drive is just to Green Bay. So, Rowdy, this right here. I'm going to play this for you. This theater of the mind, there's snow whipping around. That icy, cold wind of negative 13 degrees like the ice bowl. You're out in the bowels of Lambeau Field. The Packers are in the Super Bowl taking on insert AFC team here. This this sound effect right here, Rowdy, doesn't do anything for you to watch the Packers. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> Looking like Jack Nicholas, uh, Nicholson in The Shining at the end of the movie. Go back, go. Yeah, let's. Uh, I think you sold me, Rowdy. Let's have the NFL draft before we have the Super Bowl. Super Bowl probably never happened. NFL draft, I'll give it a slight chance. Hey, I'll I'll say this. <laughs> in well, remember when the the. The Wisconsin Badgers would schedule like Virginia Tech and UCLA like 20 to 25 years into the future. Yeah, they keep pushing it back. How about this? We schedule that. We get the draft. We see how it goes. I know where you're going. We schedule the Super Bowl into the future like 20 or 30 years. We hope that global warming continues to happen. And then we finally have a tropical Super Bowl in Green Bay. Rowdy. My message is that we'll be watching you. Oh, thank you, Greta. Rowdy, this is correct. I think you're spot on, dude. We keep kicking the can down the road because... This is all wrong. Global warming. I shouldn't be up here. I don't need to be out in a snowstorm watching the Packers win a Super Bowl. Are you telling me that Mark Murphy's playing the long game right now with the Super Bowl? Us young people. He's, what he's doing... How dare you? How dare you, Mark Murphy? Get the draft now. You have stolen my dreams. And when it well, warms up. Actually, you have not stolen my dreams, Greta. My dream is that the Packers play the yes, Super Bowl at Lambeau. When it warms up, then we'll consider it. And if not, which I anticipate it'll stay cold as hell in the winter in Wisconsin, um, then we won't have it. I got to refute everything that Greta Thunberg said uh, a couple of years ago, Rowdy, at the, the climate summit, that we've stolen the dreams of our children and this and that. I don't think so. I think the dream for me, and if I ever have children, would be to see the Green Bay Packers play a Super Bowl at Lambeau Field. Mark Murphy, I've never agreed with him more. I always thought he was a schlep. Rowdy, I think you're on to something. We kick the can down the road for the Super Bowl. We try the NFL draft out in 2025 or 2027. Kick the can down the road, and instead of how dare you, Mark Murphy, that you've stolen our childhood, no, no, how congratulations to you. You've made my future children's dreams come true. With global warming the way it's going, according to you know everyone out there right now in mainstream media, Rowdy, that we'll have the Super Bowl at Lambeau Field to be sunny, climate like you know, beautiful conditions. Yeah, so like I think by, this is great. So by 2050, I'm still planning on that not having a Super Bowl in Green Bay because it's going to be cold as hell still. I'm in also February. I'm also right there with you on that one. But uh, what was it like? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Was it in the 70s and in, in a decade they were going to run out of gas? That never happened. Uh, there was supposed to be an ice age in the 70s. Okay, 60s was run out of gas. 70s was an ice age. 80s was, I think, acid rain. Acid rain destroying all the crops. Yeah, acid rain. The 90s was, um, I think, another ice age. 
And then in the 2000s, it was the, oh no, the 90s, 90s was the ozone layer. The ozone yeah. layer. The 90s, 2000s was global warming. Now it's climate change. Yeah. Everything was supposed to happen a decade later from running out of gas to ice age, acid rain, uh, ozone layer, and then uh, icebergs the melting. That yeah. we have proven over the years, so yeah, since I think going back to all those Evo is that we're really not running out of any of those things. The only thing that we're actually running out of is brain cells. <laughs> I should have tried to drink my coffee then. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, where's <laughs> it will always be hotter in June, July, and August in Wisconsin, and it will always be colder in December, January, and February. I am not a weatherman, but I feel like that's a pretty clear cut thing. You're not a meteorologist? I think moon weather, well. weather person. Weather person, excuse me. Alright, so there you go. We'll kick the can down the road. What do you think a Super Bowl date is uh, for Green Bay? Let's set it. It'll never happen, but what, 2050, you said? That was me kicking it down the road. I'm hoping for the draft. I would I would go up to the draft for one day if it was oh, totally. in the next five years. I would stay at Pambo. Beautiful uh, Pam Young's beautiful residence right there by Lambeau Field. I'd probably have to talk her into letting me stay up there. Oh, you're in, Rowdy. Hey, Z, I know, I just, let me ask you this. Yeah. You just sparked my memory here. Uh, we have a Twitter poll out, and Rowdy wanted to get to this, and a perfect opportunity before State Fair comes in. we got the cream puffs coming in as well. Z, mm-hmm. Who would you rather have on the Milwaukee Brewers? One Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? Oh, that is a good, good question. That might be a top five question that you guys ask sports related. I would Okay. Uh well we got Soto that's twenty two, twenty three, right? And then Shohan Otani is probably what, twenty eight? Yeah, Otani turned twenty eight this season. Soto is twenty three. Okay. If, what's the deal? Is it a five-year, 10-year, 15-year deal? What are we working with? Man, you're really making us... Currently, Juan Soto is on a two-year deal after this season. And Shohei Otani is at a what? No matter what, no matter what you're going to have to be paying these guys long-term big money. Shohei Otani currently has one more year left on his deal after okay. this season. If I was, this is my brutal honesty, I think we have the pitching... And it would be great to throw a Tani in there, but I would take Juan Soto. I think I would take Soto. Yeah, I mean, there's not a wrong answer here. So I, I would take Soto just because for the mere fact we haven't really seen a super injury plague season. Tani's had has had Tommy John surgery. So we already know that he's already had one. So the more likelihood that he could have a second one is more possibility. That, um, that freaking Tommy younger, John, man. <laughs> Tommy John. Soto's younger. 23, he got the control for the two years. I'm going to go Soto here. I think that's the way to okay, roll. Love it. I would not, I'm not disappointed if someone said Otani. Yeah, I mean, that's not a wrong answer. We'll, I mean, we'll discuss more, but Z, before I let you go, I have one more Twitter poll. Well, actually, I have two more, but one more I'm going to ask you. Which role would you want to be known as for the rest of your life? James Bond, Rocky Balboa, or Indiana Jones? And other, but of those three, James Bond, Rocky, or Indiana Jones? Indy. I would probably say I think I like Rocky. Okay. Go vote. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bigger Rocky guy. I like Indiana Jones. I like Rocky. And what was the first one again? James Bond. You'd have to be a Brit. Yeah. I've never been a big James Bond guy. Oh my I mean, God. I, I like the game. Get, don't get me wrong. I like playing the game on 64. But as far as the movie, and as far as the movies go, Pierce Bronson, decent. Daniel Craig, decent. I just never really got into the Sean Connery one. Oh, God. But God bless the queen. Oh, God. You haven't had a Choco Taco nor a Funnel Cake, so don't you come You think at James me, bro. Bond eating Choco Taco or Funnel Cake? No way. That's why no, I beat James Bond. He's having a martini dry or a Heineken. Shaking that stirred, you dumbass. Just kidding. We love you, Zach. We love you, Zach. We love you, too. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Reader. Reader. He says, tell Ebo he's not alone. Apparently, my childhood sucked, too, because I've never had one either. I was always Team Drumstick. Thank you, Reader. I was Team Drumstick, too. Reader. Also, I got a, a message from Carl. At Eco Bugman, he goes, I'm 52 years old. I've never had a Choco Taco either, and I had a great childhood. He says, I do like Klondike, though. I've also never had a Klondike bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Nothing. Line one, or four, good morning, who's this? Ryan. Ryan, what's up, dude? 
Yeah, dude, what's, hey, I wanted to throw in an alternative to the typecast and Shooter McGavin. Oh, dude. Well, see, we were going, I love Shooter McGavin. He's like one of my favorite villains. He could be the hero, actually. Happy Gilmore could be the villain. <laughs> but, Ryan, I was thinking of, we were thinking of guys that have been in like a lot of movies, right? So, like, you know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I love, Shooter McGavin is one of the greatest characters of all time. This is Shooter's <laughs> team, baby. Hey, new listener to the show. Love what you guys have been doing, man. That Homer Simpson reference yesterday got me all day, dude. Thank you so much hey, for that. Hey, where are you calling from, Ryan? Where do you, where you live? Where uh, live? Barnes, Barnes Landscaping, Madison. Love it, dude. Love it. And glad you're listening, man. And keep calling in. We absolutely love yeah. hearing from our listeners. Dude, thank you so much, man. Keep it up. You the man. Love that. that that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sounds like a man who never had a Choco Taco either. My guy. All right, Rowdy. Shohei Otani or Juan Soto. For the Milwaukee. Now, obviously, we're living in some kind of fantasy world, and that's fine. Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? This is an easy one for me. I think on multiple levels, I'm taking Juan Soto. And the reason here is we know what the Milwaukee Brewers, we would like to think if you acquired one of these two guys, that you're going to sign them long term, right? Mm hmm. Now, the reality is you have Corbin Burns who you'd like to sign long-term. You'd have Josh Hader who you'd like to sign long-term. And then insert this player, right? Yeah. That you'd like to sign long-term. In the perfect world, they could do that. In the world we live in, the Brewers and Mark Ananasio probably wouldn't do that. But if you're going to acquire one... It would be Juan Soto to me because he's 23 years old. You have him under contract at age 24 and 25, and he smartly turned down that 15-year, $400-plus million contract. Isn't that crazy to say? Well, it, it was. We can get into that later. But you have him for two more years of ARB, where he's probably going to be making about 25-ish million next year and maybe get to 30 the year after. Yeah. But then you sign him long term. You think about that. He's only twenty five or twenty five years old when he's signing that long term deal. Yeah, you could sign him to a ten year deal, and he's only thirty five. Shohei Otani, who now I, I get it, he's great too, right? I they're crazy both, stats. They're both guys that can win MVPs. Shohei Otani just turned twenty eight. Yeah, he is about four and a half years older than Juan Soto. You have him for one more year, but like I said, in a perfect world, you sign them both to extensions. But if you signed him to a ten year deal, he's thirty eight years old. We already know that in baseball, normally once you get past thirty, thirty five is about as late as you really get into your prime. He's older. The other big thing is I don't necessarily know if you're building for this current Milwaukee Brewers core that goes through 2024, mm -hmm. Juan Soto fits better. Uh, Juan Soto brings in yet another MVP candidate. We know that they already have good pitching. We know that they have a good bullpen. I feel like if you acquired Shohei Otani, you would actually probably be giving up more because he's a pitcher and a hitter when the Brewers don't necessarily sure. need the pitching aspect of it. Now, would I so, turn down going to the playoffs with a, you know, uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Otani top four in oof, your rotation, oof, and that would be your playoff sheesh. rotation? It's pretty damn good. But I feel like if you just have the top three healthy and you didn't baby people and you went with those three, <laughs> I still feel pretty good. Like, that's still a, a rotation that could win a World Series. So I'm going to give you four little nuggets on Shohei Otani really quick, and then um, I'll start with this, though. Mark Adonazio in the Brewers front office always like, we never have money, we can't have money. If you were to get Shohei Otani in the Milwaukee Brewers, think of the market, Rowdy. All of a sudden, all of Japan is now buying Milwaukee Brewers Shohei Otani gear, and you have more money coming in, therefore maybe can make more moves. Just, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate for Shohei Otani versus Juan Soto. I would probably go Juan Soto too. But check this out. Through his first 50 career starts as a pitcher and 500 games as a hitter, as of yesterday, Shohei Otani has more strikeouts than Jacob deGrom, a lower ERA than Garrett Cole, more home runs than Ted Williams, and more RBIs than Ken Griffey Jr. 50 career starts as a pitcher, 500 games as a hitter. You also have to remember, though, the ages that he was when he was doing that. Yeah. Like, he came into Major League Baseball at age, what, 25, 26? Yeah. So it's it's not it's not like he was Ken Griffey Jr. Who's the kid. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, is that am I going to take anything away from Shohei Otani because he did it eight years after some of those other guys did it as nineteen and twenty year olds? Yeah, no, but there, there's a little bit of context. Just think about how much you'd have to give up, though, for Shohei Otani. He's under contract for Arb next season. He's only making five and a half million this year. Sure, and then next year bump that up to maybe ten. That is so cheap for those two years, but then you're going to have to sign that massive extension yeah. where you get, I think you would get Juan Soto a tad bit cheaper. Yeah. Well, and t- I, w- I would prefer the Soto deal just because think about how much they're going to sell him for when they can say, we have Babe Ruth. We have a pitcher. That's one of the best. Yeah. We have a hitter. That's one of the best. The like first pitching isn't the issue here, no, it's the dude. Hitting, it's the hitting. Dude. Since we had, hey, that's just like your opinion, man. Actually, no, that's a fact because the the pitching the is not the problem. The Brewers' issue is the Brewers' hitting, and yeah. nothing more evident than last night. Yeah, and we'll talk more about it coming up. We have State Fair on the way, but first, line one. Good morning. Who's this? What the hell is a Choco Taco? Thank you, Dave from Monona. I know. I've never had one. I never even heard of it. Never. And as far as eating a, a deep-fried Twinkie, I mean, most of us just unwrapped up and ate the damn things. <laughs> I mean, hey, as far as your brother and his ice cubes, yeah, we did that when we were kids. We did the Kool-Aid and the yeah, ice Kool-Aid and ice cube trays, yeah. Yeah, yeah then, we took, then we took them out and we put it, and put it in the blender. Yeah, oh, the, for it, a, we, a Kool-Aid, sm- Kool-Aid slushy kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's what we had when we were kids, man. We, we, we made our own slushies. Yeah, and you walked up both, taco, the hill, taco, both ways to do it. Yeah. I don't know. So this, this, your your generation comes up with some of the most weird. Dave, it's not my generation. It's forty years ago yeah. I was invented. It's, it's you. It's you. It's your generation. I think you're just upset that you weren't a kid when this came out forty years ago. No, I mean we we we, we, we made the old fashioned taco. You put the little shell in the stove with the oil. And I think that's just called hamburger. a taco. Yeah, it's regular old taco. <laughs> I don't think it's, I mean, old, I think it's a taco, and I don't think it's that unique. <laughs> I. I yeah, I, I think it is. I think I, I, David uh, is Tuesday. I think about many people across America will be celebrating Taco Tuesday. Oh my God! As far as, I, as, <laughs> oh far as your God. question, as far as your question, if you're a brewer, if you're a brewer, you want the you want the Japanese guy because he's going to bring more so, hey, short term. Short, he's going to bring more short term value. Plus, oh, he's you get millions, you get so much money coming in from just Japan. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars from the short term versus. I mean, you're not going to get slow fifteen years. You can get the, uh, the Japanese guy five years and bring in Donnie. millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars. But, you know, you can't get Nelson to those guys. But uh, anyway, I, I just woke up and I heard, what the hell is a Chaco I just woke taco? up and I heard Chaco Taco. Well, Dave, yeah, they're being discontinued. Hurry up and get to the grocery store and buy some before they're gone. The other one, uh, no, it's Rocky Balboa, man. You, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the James Bond guy, you got to be 20 and 30 years old, viral, out banging chicks. We, when you're Rocky, man, you walk around, you're beating the hell out of people. So, Yeah, you're you know. beating meat. I get it. You're beating meat. That's, no, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right, baby. All right, man. <laughs> what was, was that, that a Sylvester Stallone impersonation? Or Dave thinking about beating meat. <laughs> These boys just getting started. They're going to be around until the end of time. The fountains of Wisconsin sports knowledge. One, sports director Zach Heilprin, uh, God's gift to Wisconsin sports, and his young Padawan, Ben Kenny, what's up, boys? <laughs> what's going on, gentlemen? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, how are the sights and sounds of Indianapolis? Well, they are good since we actually got here. We uh, <laughs> had a little bit of an issue getting down here yesterday. Alleged. Um, what? There's was no Ben driving to it whatsoever. Ben did not drive. I did ben, not get that privilege. Ben was in charge of the GPS, and uh, <laughs> he was in charge of putting in the accurate address for the hotel and he did not he put in uh the the address for instead of indianapolis he put it in for frankfurt indiana which is not far for the record it is not but it's not indianapolis hang hang Uh, on a second hang on a second hang on a second did you guys frankfurt did you say frankfurt yes please tell me that's where you ended up they had this no we did not get all the way there I realized we got very um, close. In, in my defense, anything. in my defense, the computer system in the car was quite hard to manage, hard to zoom out of, if you will, to I mean, see where we were actually going. And overall, I mean, yes, I, did I mess up? Absolutely. I probably added 25, 24 minutes overall to our trip. I'd so like, I'd like to dispute that. It was actually like forty-five minutes to fifty minutes. Well, he just wanted to spend on, time with you, Zach. More uh, time. Watch at your head. I just want to put this out it there. It was impressive. That this sounds like a worse start 
two Big Ten media days than 2017. Oh. Because 2017, we got there I don't think that's already. possible, Nelson. We got there all right. It was just what <laughs> we happened didn't drive once we got there. <laughs> we, didn't, it, we didn't drive together, Nelson. So it, it, that, like, that worked out. I think like, that's doubly, I doubly more that. important then. Because you got there safely. I got there <laughs> safely. I got free parking. I was front row. And then stuff started to happen. More importantly, more importantly, here's yeah. the biggest question that I have. Ooh, I do too. I have a question. Nelson was able to finagle free parking downtown Chicago. Did you boys have to pay for parking downtown? <laughs> uh, of course. Um, so, but this is a different situation. Nelson was parking day, day parking. Uh, it just pulled up and was hoping his car was still going to be there at the end of it, and uh, it, it it was. So good job with that, Nelson. Congratulations for uh, with that four leaf lo- uh, four leaf clover shoved up your butt. Um, but otherwise, like, I uh, otherwise like there's very little impressive about that feat. But either way, yes. Once you got in, once you actually got into Big Ten media days that year, you were horrible. Uh, <laughs> so far, Ben has outshined you significantly just by wow. the interview that we already did. We just we just talked to Tanner uh, Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. Uh, you'll be hearing that coming up here later wow. today. But uh, yeah, Ben's been fantastic outside of his GPS lack. Or I should say lack okay. of GPS skills. Real quick, hey, and listen. At the end of the day, as as many things that has gone on in the last couple of weeks, mostly relating to either a concert or one person missing work because a Spectrum guy had to come to his house. <laughs> it was for content. Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to fill at least six minutes of air talking about this. Rowdy has a rebuttal, but real quick, I have to point this out about the GPS thing. Ben Kenny last <laughs> week while he was filling in when Nelson was gone, uh, the conversation of maps came up. If Ben could one read a map, he swore up and down that he was able to read a map and also read a compass and, oh, not, no doubt. and not get lost. Look at another example of technology failing. We were not lost. And the inaccuracy of that statement is remarkable. To my defense, I had no training and the eye rigger I was handed was broken. Now, my retort would be, my retort would be, you're talking to me like this. You're lucky I didn't schedule in your hotel rooms because I would have got you a one twin bed hotel room for the both of you. You guys would have snuggled up. There's probably a reason that you weren't tasked with doing any of that. Yeah, I I would never. If you think about it. I I literally would never. Yeah. After 2017, (laughs) I would literally never trust you with with anything at this point, Nelly. That's that's not a knock against you it's just reality um so i put I together all of our events uh, maybe next time <laughs> all right question question and what i thought events? about this on the drive in i don't know why i was thinking about your sleeping arrangements but i did zach i feel like would have got two separate rooms is there two separate rooms at play or is there one room with like maybe one king size bed or two twins what do we th- what do uh, we th- so I asked for uh, two rooms. They course, gave us one. Uh, they gave us. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm he kidding. gave I... the guy at the front desk a hard time when we got in. Yeah. He, he was mad because we got in 25 minutes late. Yeah. Uh, it was 45 minutes to 50 minutes late. He missed no. the first three innings of the Brewers game. Uh, we are not. Evo, I am. I am not. Uh, I, I'm not spoiled. I don't need something great. So we got one room. It's got two beds. It's a suite. Uh, all alcohol is free, and uh, we get we've already ordered room service like three times. Beautiful. But, don't tell Bonnie. Yeah, don't. Well, well you can tell Bonnie. Bonnie. Just don't don't tell don't tell HR. Listen, listen. I I don't pay the bill, so I don't give a crap. All right, boys. So, uh, <laughs> Cleveland.com, The poll came out. Big Ten uh, for West. Wisconsin's going to run away with it. But you guys were just saying what you were talking to uh, Tanner Morgan before you jumped on our highly acclaimed show. What did What did Tanner Morgan have to say about the Minnesota Golden Golfers? Um, I mean, first and foremost, believe it or not, he is still in school. That was one of the first questions that was asked. But, um, I mean, he's, I, it is a guy that came back for a sixth year. Um, and I mean, clearly wanted to be back enough because not many are in college for that long. So there was a lot of excitement there, excitement for the season getting started. I mean, you look at their team last year, they went through seven to eight running backs on the depth chart. By the time they played Wisconsin, they were down to number, number seven and eight and a linebacker that they had to switch over to the position. So definitely excitement for the year to get going. The position groups, you know, around it might be a, a little more stable, I guess. But uh, that's all good and well. It's fine. My favorite part, though, you know, the, you know, P.J. Fleck made them those co-championship rings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, they, how could I forget? Yeah, 2019. I had to ask him about it. 
and I, I preface it like this is not a shot, even though it's going to sound like one. But, but uh, <laughs> do you wear your Big Ten championship, co-Big Ten champion, Big Ten West championship ring? And he said, no. <laughs> And he doesn't. He doesn't. I, I. It sounded like he had no idea where it actually was. He said never. He's like never worn it. He doesn't wear like that co Big Ten champion hat. So a lot of respect game for Tanner Morgan just on those on that answer alone. Yeah, I mean, good for him for like being honest. And speaking of Minnesota, PJ Fleck was he rocking the loafers with no socks is. and short pants? Is he is? Yes, he is. I, oh, Ben was about to get up and look. I already saw that. As soon as he walked in, I saw I saw exactly what it was, and he's definitely and uh, some of the players uh, with the Minnesota players are as well. Um, Boys, the thing about it is, I'm going to be know, rocking he, that look in Vegas coming he, up. So he walked he walked in, Don't, and someone that, across like the field, the <laughs> someone asked him, "Yo, hey brother, how's it going?" And he cut kind of retorts, "Doing elite, man." Oh God. Doing elite. Oh. He's just such and, uh, a that's douche. Actually how, he, is, he is. That's actually how Tanner Morgan, uh, uh, when we asked him how he was doing, he said the same thing. No. So it's a, Indeed. It's no. a Minnesota thing. He yes. did? Yeah. Doing, doing elite. Oh, my God. Nelson, I have to ask you a question here. Is there anything you want me to ask Tom Allen to bring back the very clean audio of? <laughs> One, I would just like to say that I got them nice and ready, and I was per- fully prepared for Indiana to take that big jump. Unfortunately, it didn't happen in 2017-18, but they were had it prepared. They fell for, off the face of the earth. Yeah, they had it prepared for 2020. <laughs> oh, so uh, please extend that to uh, Mr. Allen and say that his audio sounded beautiful in 2017. So, uh, yeah, if they ever need an archives. WOZN Madison has a great 2017 recording. So, boys, what are you sitting on about the 45-yard line at Lucas Oil Stadium? Like, what's uh, what's in front of you in this picture? I'm looking at that, that Ben Z Kenny. What what is that? What what program is on right now? I'm on the 40. Yeah, I'm on the 47. I, I'm Ben's, definitely on the 46. I think he might get a little closer to me as the day goes on, though. We'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we are wa- waiting. We are waiting. Uh, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, coming up here at 10:15. He's going to be talking, and then it's Scott Frost time. Oh, uh, PJ Flett goes a little bit later today. Kurt Ferentz goes a little bit later today. Yeah, it's, it's, so we're we're uh, looking around for a bunch of guys. When's Bielema coming? Uh, we're going to have that coming up from 2 to 4. He is tomorrow. He is tomorrow. Uh, ben may or may not be coming back with me in my car. If we don't get the interview, he will be staying in Indianapolis. Uh, oh. If we do get Bielema on the show, he will have a ride home. Which is fine. That means Zach is going to sit in for Bill on Thursday. <laughs> I'll hang out around here a little more. I'll find uh, Jack Cohn and Jonathan Taylor, take him out for a couple <laughs> drinks, and then there you go. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Indianapolis. Ben, yeah. ben, ben actually uh, just redid the Jack Cohn run into the end zone here uh, for the 2019 Big Ten Championship game. Do you find it was, it, it was okay, a lot slower? Question for you since you're sharing. It was, it was electric. Slower. You're sharing a room with Ben Kenny, obviously. Would you this- say it was elite, Ben? I would not say that. I said electric. So, by the way, I need to ask you, Zach, a very important question on this, because Ben Kenny and his obsession with one Jack Cohn, uh, the rumors were swirling in Madison. That's why Jack Cohn did indeed transfer out, because he was scared of his stalker, Ben Kenny. Is it true that Ben Kenny... A sleep- Let's relax with that. Is it true that A, Ben Kenny sleeps with the Jack Cohn nightie, and B, has a Jack Cohn teddy bear? Ebo, it's not a nightie. Jack it's Cone a teddy bear thing. <laughs> it's a one. It's a it's a, it's a one piece, isn't it? Like yeah, it's, it's a, a onesie. not a one piece. It's a onesie. Uh, the just let me know when this bit's done. I'll put my head. It'll never back die. On. The uh, <laughs> the the teddy bear. I can confirm. I didn't. I didn't see what he was wearing. He jumped into bed pretty quick last night. The funny thing about that is, though, the funny thing about it is, so we got down here last night and we're like, I mean, it was an hour later than we should have, but it was so we we're like thirty two minutes. We're like, let's go get a drink. And as we left the room, he's like, I better take my key in just, just in case Jack wants to come back to the room. Like That's tonight. not. <laughs> did you say? I bet. That's not what I said. What did you say? He said, That's if not, you see, I mean, what did if you see say? a sock I, on I'm going to keep what I said off air. <laughs> he goes, just in case some, I find somebody special. I assumed it was Jack Cohn. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, we come back to the room. Uh, I have my key. So, yeah, that was, that was what he said on the way out. Of uh, of the room last night on our way to go get drinks. Be careful with the sock on the door too, or the do not disturb sign. All right, so boys, 
Uh, Rowdy looked up. You guys done? <laughs> for for today, yes. Uh, Rowdy looked up. Was it fan- yeah. FanDuel? Yeah, Cone was a little confused when he thought he was just doing another like uh, preseason interview, but then on the hotel door it said casting. <laughs> now are you done? For today, oh, yes. Hey, we also have another. We also we also have another confirmed. Uh, ben looks like Graham Mertz. Oh, oh. Uh, as well. Uh, yep. So now we have three people, uh, legitimate people, saying that he looks like. Uh, Graham Mertz. So the more successful Graham Mertz. To yes. tomorrow. So let me ask you this. Um, easily, easily. Oh, he is. He's getting pissed with he, worse hair. He's getting. Ben pissed. is the more successful Graham Mertz. I, I don't. I don't think anyone has issue with that. So boys, Scott Frost hey, coming I don't up. Think he, I don't think. I don't think Ben has a dis- will disagree with that. I wouldn't. Uh, ben instead of Ben instead of Graham Mertz charging thirty dollars for a you know a baby shirt, Ben's charging thirty dollars for a Jack Cohn shirt. All right. So when it comes yep. to Scott Frost, who's on now, I'm done, Ben. When it comes to Scott <laughs> yeah, Frost, you could say that at least that shirt was used. That's a good point. In Stranger Danger, <laughs> Scott Frost coming up. Rowdy, was it Fanduel or DraftKings? Yeah, Fanduel. Tell them what you saw on FanDuel. So there is multiple publications coming out with the odds to win the Big we- uh, the Big Ten West, and some of them are quite different than others. Now, what were you reading? The Clevelander? Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland.com. Cleveland.com, where it was Wisconsin and Iowa clear-cut one and two. Now on FanDuel, Wisconsin's still the favorite to win the West, but Nebraska sneaking in there second. What did you guys say to that? So... Go ahead. I mean, it's expected every year. There is always the Nebraska price. I feel like it's the same thing that when you go into a year for MVP in the NFL or name your award, there's always that natural bump in Vegas for the fan base, I guess, that will bet and, and go crazy with it. So the Nebraska thing doesn't surprise me. What I was surprised by in that Cleveland.com article is that Wisconsin was the prohibitive favorite to win the West. I mean, I feel like where we sit today – there are definitely three, if not four to five, legitimate contenders in the division, and it does not feel like a two-horse race or a race that one team has a prohibitive lead on. Zachy Poo? I mean, I would agree. I, when I saw the poll, it was 31 first-place votes for Wisconsin. Iowa had three and Minnesota had two. I was very surprised. I mean, there are significant, significant questions with Wisconsin. Namely, namely at the quarterback spot uh, with yeah. with Graham. I mean, if Graham's going to take a step, they got a chance because I think the defense is going to be good. But just th- to be that big of a favorite, I feel like it's just like, gosh, I don't know who's going to win. We'll just go ahead and throw Wisconsin out there because that's who uh, always seems to be in contention for it. I don't, I don't know if anybody has a great feel exactly what this offense is going to look like. And you're again, is I think the defense is going to be very good, but you're still replacing eight starters off of it. It's not like it's uh, a known commodity. And that seems it seems weird. You're losing that many guys, and yet people still think you're going to win the West. And on the coaching staff as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is, it's not like a team going into a year that you know everything is set in place. I think there are more unknowns than you know any of us can come close to find answers yeah. for. Not to mention they play Ohio State and Michigan State from the East. Uh, they do get Minnesota at home, but they have to go to Iowa. They have to go to Nebraska. So, yeah, it, it definitely is surprising. All right, boys, before I let you go and you go off on your merry way in Indianapolis, uh, I do have a song coming up for you, Ben. I'll explain momentarily. Uh, but first, have you guys ever had a Chaco Taco? <laughs> it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a point of contention here that uh, I've had a terrible childhood for never having a Chaco Taco. Have you guys ever had one? You've never had one? No, I've I, had one. Never had one. Ben, ben was very broken up about when he saw that news on the way down yesterday. You're like, oh, rest in peace, Chaco Taco. I was crushed. Uh, some are saying that it was clouding my judgment when I was working the GPS and inputting the address. I could not get my mind off what life will be without them. So, yeah, I, I'm crushed. I can't believe you haven't had one. Never this guy one. literally cannot accept blame for anything. Like, it's just, an, it's it's amazing. He's got an excuse for everything. Well, no excuse for some this. Some call it a spin. Well, I'm oh, going to spin it in this outro song. Get out of here. Uh, this is the, the song, Every Breath You Take by The Police. Many think it's a love song. It's actually a song about a stalker. Ben, I dedicate this to you and Jack Cohen. You guys are in And be lucky because his choice was either here. this song or it was Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Who was that funny? <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, the thing we... is, Nelson, yeah? Nelson, that was funny. I, I'll give it to you. I chuckled. That was funny. <laughs> ben, I can't wait to uh, have the privilege to board up Kenny and Heilprin from 2 to 4 today, live from Big Ten Media Days. Can't wait, boys. We're very excited. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. (laughs) You're welcome. See you guys. (laughs) There they are.
I like Heilprin and Kenny, but Kenny and Heilprin, Ben, Zach, Zach, and Ben. All right, Roddy, speaking of long play, it's been a long time since David Bakhtiari has been healthy. 2020, the final day of 2020, he tore his ACL. Uh, now uh, he is out on the PUP, the PUP, the physically unable to perform. Is list. it bad that I don't even think of David Bakhtiari? Like, not that, not that, like, um, you know, I'm over David Bakhtiari. I'm, I don't think of David Bakhtiari as in. I don't even think of him being on the roster at this point. Like I, in my mind moved on am looking to assemble and fix the offensive line with everyone on the roster, except for David Bakhtiari. Like if I get him back, that's a bonus. You can't, how long are you going to wait for this? Again, he injured the knee in 2020. I know it was the last day of 2020, but it was 2020. By the time this season ends, it'll be 2023. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a comments come up. Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee Let's show Let's just think about it this way. Doesn't it sometimes feel like COVID and all this nonsense that we've been through in the last two and a half years uh-huh. was like been the last decade? And then other days, it feels like it's only been a couple months. Yeah, totally. David Bakhtiari injured his knee before we even really knew what COVID was. It hadn't even it hadn't even been here yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like such a lifetime ago, but also feels or, like a blink. Or am I mind. off by a year? No, it was the final day. No, you, no, it was the final day of twenty twenty. Right? It was was COVID. A th- oh, am I? Am, have I just now? It just goes to your point though of time. Well, you'll figure it out. I'm trying to think back. Or was this the first year? I might be off with this. See, I might be off with this too. Uh, again. I I like to make jokes here. I feel myself as an entertainer. I'm I'm now fielding tweets about the ozone layer. I I'll start with this thing. I really don't give a I really don't give a crap. Uh, I get this the and crooked numbers. I love you. Uh, I'll I'll read this so and Corey had mentioned it too. Uh, the hole in the ozone layer was fixed because the world took collective action by banning uh, CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons. Says it's a great example of science identifying a problem and political leaders listening to them and taking the necessary action to fix it. I am not disagreeing with that. What I'm doing is making a joke, and then people tend to take it one way. Uh, but yes, again, get the information out there. Great on the science community and the idiots that pretend to run things coming together and doing it. Glad the ozone layer. I stopped using hairspray a long time ago, so the ozone layer didn't disappear. So if anything, you can thank me. Uh, yes, a nice little joke for you. But yes, people... Let's let's be easy a little bit. But Rowdy on the David Bakhtiari thing. Apparently, ESPN's Deanna uh, Deanna Rossini reported that the Packers David Bakhtiari felt good and was set to start training camp, but Bakhtiari had a setback during his rehab that placed him on the PUP uh, the pup list the PUP list physically unable to perform. Rowdy. How many setbacks now is this for David Bakhtiari? We keep hearing about this. And to your well, point, well, the first time remember when they brought him back. Well, they were planning on bringing him back. Then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, he's going to be out a couple more weeks. He had to get his knee scoped. Remember first it was the scope. Yes. And then when he came back at the end of the season, last game of the regular season, he played, but then he was sore and then there was fluid on the knee. So I guess technically last season, that was at least two setbacks. And now you say going into this year, now he's on the pup list. And even before he was, I guess, officially announced on the pup list, he was what? Said not to have been working out like the yeah. Jenkins of the world or the Tunyons of the world or the Hills of the world that had just torn their ACL last season. Mm-hmm. They were like on the sidelines doing drills or at like non-contact stuff. He was just kind of hanging out, just hanging around. I don't know. I think uh, I'll say that just hanging out on the sidelines going into the training camps and mini camps this year and being put on the pup list are kind of the same setback. Yeah, I'll go with that's like the third setback. It started out with I need a scope to I got fluid on my knee after the scope to now I'm not able to play and I'm on the pup list now. Yeah. Uh, Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I have some audio from him. Uh, the reaction to Bakhtiar being placed on the physically unable to perform list. Well, I mean, look, anytime a guy starts in the pup list, it means that he's not physically able to play, which means he has not passed a physical. I think with Bakhtiari, 
there's always going to be caution. And I remember going back to last year, you know, there was definitely some people that thought, like, all right, he's ready to play, play against what it was the Lions, right? And then he just never felt comfortable and never really got back out there. I don't get the sense that there's like a major, major thing here. But until he gets out on the field and does it and then does it the next day, it's always going to be something watching someone, something to watch. And like he is a, you know, talking about Devonta Adams being one of the best receivers of a generation. Bakhtiari may be the, you know, top two left tackle. He is a great player until he gets out there and is like, I'm good. Stop asking. Then it's going to be a little bit of a concern. But it's also worth noting that pup can be a precaution. It can be a we're going to have a guy in a pup list for two days. We're going to make sure he's good on the field and can come back the next day, and then we're going to clear him. Well, that's what's good about the pup list now is because, again, what Rappaport was just saying, you can come off whenever. It's, the problem is that yeah. when the season starts. Yeah, it's like, okay, then, but you're, as, then you're out. But as a fan, you got to think of it this way. Yeah, it's not a big deal, and we touched on this yesterday. As long as he's ready to come off the pup list by week one of the regular season, the second week of September, yeah, yeah no big deal. I don't give a crap if David Bakhtiari starts the first two, three weeks of the training camps on the pup list and he doesn't even get into uniform until late August. I don't care. But as long as he's ready to go by September, this is a no, no issue. But this is why I think it is an issue. It's yet a longer amount of time where he's not doing anything, not showing us that he's had any progress in the knee from all those other steps that we just talked about. Yep. Like it went from, Hey, I'm probably going to be coming back here. Cause remember, is it area Smith had his little, I'm coming back from the back for like forever. Yep. And Bakhtiari was like, Hey, I'm coming back from my knee forever last season. And then Bakhtiari mentions oh, two or three more weeks. He had to get a scope. Okay. That's a setback. Then he played and he looked pretty decent. Oh, but he's got water and fluid buildup in his knee. He's not really going to be able to play. We're shutting him down. Okay, well, let's hope he's got an entire offseason, six-plus months to get ready, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now we've taken that six-plus months. He's still on the pup list, not being able to perform. So, yes, it doesn't matter until, like, we get to the nitty-gritty and the season starts. Then you're on about six weeks. He's been out for so long and it's been one setback after another and one timeline missed after another. Why do you think this extra month and a half is going to make him all of a sudden brand new? Right. I'll be known as setback, setback, setback. Yeah. And and it's longer. See, I don't even remember the exact timeline. It's been so long. Well, they also say they've fired up CERN again, the CERN, that CERN thing. And that's ripped a hole in the fabric of time. So maybe that's why the time is messed up for you. But it's like the thing's fired up again. I don't get. I get that they need to be cautious from the Packer as the Packers and the organization. But as a fan, what's the extra month and a half going to do for me? And then there's this. Well, yeah, right. And then there's this. Christian Watson, the second round pick, the rookie wide receiver, also placed on the pup the pup list, undisclosed though. So who knows? Here's Ian Rappaport on uh, Christian Watson, the new rookie. My sense on that one is actually like a lot of the rookies. So rookies don't go on PUP. They go on non-football injury, even though it is a football injury. It just wasn't an NFL injury. So that's what a lot of rookies go on. I didn't get the sense anything is, you know, really troubling or worrisome. I mean, he recently signed his contract. You need to pass a physical to sign your contract. If it was anything long-term and concerning, there might have been an issue there. Um, so I didn't get the sense that's anything anything bad Uh, and there's you know there's there's a lot of guys on some lists now and i would say the amount of concern for many 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 of these guys is kind of like meh (laughs) thank you i would i would kind of think so too i mean you look at what they had done he was in for that rookie mini camp they remember because there was like media that was yelled at for filming when they weren't supposed to be filming and there was like a bad drop of him yeah on caught on film. So like he obviously was in the mini camps and everything not too long ago. So obviously it's probably not a major injury. Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that like Rappaport said, he had to pass a physical Meh. clearly he passed the physical to sign the deal, which again, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It's probably like, Oh, my hamstrings a little sore today. Oh, my toes got a little boo boo on it. Yeah. 
So there you go. There is a little update. Uh, David Bakht- not concerned about Christian Watson. David Bakhtiari, definitely concerned. It's, uh, yeah. I think that's the only person really to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that. Like I, Elton I Jenkins, uh, Bobby Tunyon, Kylan Hill, they all seem like they're progressing. I think it was, was it Tunyon that came out and said, don't be surprised if I actually start the beginning of the season, or was it Elton Jenkins? I forget. But one of the two said, don't be surprised if I'm back for the start of the season. And I know both of those guys plan on being back in the first month or two of the season. Kylan Hill seems to be progressing. There's just no progression from David Bakhtiari, and he's got the oldest injury. Yeah. So on the Bakhtiari news, now uh, this is coming from FanDuel Sportsbook. So Aaron Rodgers... Total for passing yardage opened at 4,120 and a half yards. Betters were dumping money on the under, so then the total was pushed down to 4,050 and a half yards. Betters still pounding the under. The total was then pushed down to 4,005 yards. Betters continued to pump the under, and then with the David Bakhtiari news, FanDuel now adjusted Rodgers' total yardage to 3,950 and a half yards. So it started rowdy at 4,120 and a half has been pumped down to 3,950 and a half. I think I'd bet the over. Well, it's come down so far, but if you think about it, you know, we're used to NFL seasons are 16 games, right? They play an extra game this year. Yeah. 17. And that that's crashing down. If you do the math divide, what was it? 3,995. It was, yeah. Yep. 3,950 and a half. Oh, 3,950 and a half. I mean, 3,950.5. You divide that by 17. He's got to average a little over 232 yards a game. Now I know we see Aaron Roger games where he throws for 197, two touchdowns and was like, 17 for 19 throwing the football and they just didn't throw the ball very far down the field or very much at all. But how many times do you see where Aaron Rodgers throws for like 300 and all of a sudden he's got like five touchdowns just balls out. I think I would take the over 3,950 and a half. We took the Rockies on the run line just because, well, we know that the Milwaukee Brewers absolutely suck against left-handers. They made a very average Kyle Freeland look like a, Cy Young pitcher. Cy Freeland. I mean, the Rockies bullpen is one of the top five worst bullpens in baseball this year. They really didn't. They really didn't put a threat together against the bullpen until the very end of the game. Bottom of the ninth. It's just another. And then we, we talked about how they had a very weird four game series where it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, weird wraparound on Monday. Yeah. And it just felt like with the lefty on the mound, Aaron Ashby having a lot of bad luck early in the season and then not pitching well in the mid, or sorry, the middle part of so far, it was like, yeah, we have a weird series, suck against lefties, Ashby's had bad luck. This just feels like it's a bad spot for the Brewers. If we oh. got greedy and took the Rockies on the run line, you had a really nice day, but... The one positive that I saw last night. Oh. Now, we talked about this guy not too long ago. It was Jake McGee. Jake McGee got in there in the eighth inning and threw one inning and looked pretty decent. I mean, he threw one inning, struck out one batter, no hits, no walks. This was a guy that we talked about uh, on Monday when they signed McGee saying, hey, this is a, a past former closer that was at times a maybe borderline all-star type uh, reliever, which he's getting older. He's 35. He's kind of like what Brad Boxberger was a few years ago when the Brewers brought him on board when he's a former closer, was pretty solid. Now, Boxberger wasn't a one-time all-star with the Marlins, but kind of the same gist. It's an older reliever. You bring it in for super cheap. It's it's low-risk, high-reward. And if you can return him to the form that he was even, you know, two, three years ago, you're going to have a great sixth, seventh inning guy. And imagine if he gets back to, we'll say even what he was last year, where he was a closer for the Giants and saved over 30 games. If you can get him, Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter, 
that's four innings. I mean, we're talking about your starter only has to go five innings and you can hand the ball off to four relievers that you feel are some of the better ones in the game. If they can get them back to where he was, Yeah, that's four either former closers or with Devin Williams, a guy that's going to be a future closer. That was the one positive I had Jake McGee in a situation where they were down two to nothing came in in the eighth inning for his first appearance as a brewer and looked pretty decent. Rowdy, I have breaking news. It is absolutely incredible. Wow. Breaking news seen just now on my Twitter account from the Packers official Twitter account. Aaron Rodgers has reported the camp dressed identically as Cameron Poe from Con Air. What? This is the greatest outfit Aaron Rodgers has ever worn. Screw the Canadian tuxedo. Screw the mustaches. He is wearing a wife beater, Levi jeans, a belt with the long slip back, greasy hair like Nick Cage as Cameron Poe in the huge blockbuster Con Air. Vince Lombardi trophy incoming. And to, wow. to go off of the Nick, the Nick Cage feel here, He's going to try to make uh, Devonte Adams live the what is it leaving Las Vegas life when he doesn't have him. <laughs> yes, uh, he's gonna. Rogers isn't gonna steal the Declaration of Independence route. He's gonna steal the Vince Lombardi Trophy. But I do want to point this out. Wow! I love how you went to the breaking news and you cited your Twitter account <laughs> through the Packers. Well, I retweeted Twitter it. Account. I retweeted it. Hey, if you look at my Twitter account, I tweeted the Packers Twitter account and they're saying this. Wow, couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Aaron Rodgers dressed as Cameron Poe is broken by my Twitter account, quote tweeting the Packers official Twitter account. Wow. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Wow. Ebo Thorson. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Yeah, who's on Who's on hold here? Sorry, I almost forgot about you. I was so enamored with Rogers looking at uh, Cameron Poe. Who's this? Z in the D. Hey, Z, what's up, buddy? All right. Wow. You got to see this picture of, and video of Rogers. I am I am pitching a tent. I will do it right after we get off. Wow. Okay, I do have a question. This one, we're talking about Aaron I am. Numbers. I got butterflies. Uh what is the situation on Aaron Rodgers going to London? What do you mean? I thought you had to be vaccinated and to London. No, I think they dropped it. all that nonsense. Are you sure? Because didn't Nadal, or not Nadal. No, uh, that, that was uh, from New York. That was Australia. Australia, New York. Uh, there are a lot of places. Hey, Joe Biden's like quadruple boosted and he just got cold. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Europe that are dropping that now. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's dropped just about everywhere. I didn't know. I thought maybe... Unless you maybe, live in uh, New Zealand or maybe Australia. Or Canada. I, yeah. I don't know when you get Wagner back on or whatever, the older guy. Tom, or um, I'd say that's probably a big question. Just in case there is a question there, I thought... That's and plus, I, I don't... My would it matter? I think Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want to go, so... Well, I'm just saying, like, what's... Like, you know how the whole Canada situation... Uh, we're losing you, Z, but I think uh, Canada... Hey, I think. Oil. We lost you a little bit. Canada, you can't. You gotta be. You gotta get the jab. Um, I think New Zealand just shut down again because one person was tested positive for COVID, and there was another. Was it Australia still? Something like that. I, I think this I dropped think, most places. We'll see. Well, I bet you it becomes a bigger storyline. Hey, here, who cares? Who cares about that stupid stuff? Go check out Aaron Rodgers' Cameron Poe. It's beautiful. My Twitter account, Ebo says. I will. I see, buddy. See you. Uh, line two. Good morning. Before I go. Yep, sorry about that. There you go. Wow. Go look at Aaron Rodgers. As breaking news on my Twitter account, quote tweeting the Packers Twitter account. Unbelievable, Rowdy. You've seen Con Air, right? I've never seen the movie. I know what it is because of all the gifts that you guys have used, but I've never seen Con Air. It ages ages very well. In 2020 when we did that movie list, and I believe that was one of them that made the list, I've never seen it. That's like one of the shows where it's on some of the channels, but then when you turn it on, it's like, oh, 
they're 45 minutes in. Yeah. He, he can't looks, start it now. He looks identical to Nick Cage. It's uncanny. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, it, one of the greatest actors to ever grace the, the screen. Yeah. Check it out back in the stage. This is the this is the end of You know you had a good movie when this song played at the end of it or just in it in the nineties. Yeah, but do you wanna really be like do you wanna say, man, you look like Nick Cage? I'm a Nick Cage fan, so. No, I'm not saying about his acting, but I w- don't know if I necessarily would say I'd want to look like Nick Cage. Like, we've talked about different actors. We had Sylvester Stallone. We had Harrison Ford. Uh, you know, James Bond, Daniel Craig. Pierce Brosnan, I would much rather be a Daniel Craig than, than, a, than a Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Casey. Brody, he's just protecting his pregnant wife at a bar when he came home from service. And some bar scum tried to get into a fight with Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe used his hand. He used a lethal weapon, though. Ended up killing the guy. He goes to prison for about 10 years. And on his release day, Cyrus the Virus and his crew of flunkies take over Con Air. And Cameron Poe just wants to get home and see his daughter. Is this like a... Was this a 90s movie? Oh, yeah. It's... When you say Cyrus the Virus as the, the villain, oh, great villain, that sounds like a cheesy nightmare. Great villain. Ving Rhames is in it too, another big villain. Oh, God. Everyone, I'm shedding tears right now just watching the end of this.